All right. <clears throat> Hi. All right. Good morning, everybody. Um, so have you ever had those experiences or those moments where you, um, you know, maybe you, you, you have this feeling or this thought like, oh, you know what, I should call that person. I haven't, haven't thought about them in a while and they're on my mind today, so I'm just going to call them. And you call them and turns out they were like in a place of going, they were in a bad place, they were really needing somebody to talk to and they were basically praying, going, God, please have somebody call me and encourage me and you were just able to encourage them and pray with them and just really, you were like an answer to their prayer. Have you had those moments? Or, or maybe you feel like, uh, uh, and this exact story happened to me one time where, oh, I had this feeling like I should give this person $20 and I thought to myself, $20, like, isn't that kind of like, you want to give somebody money, you don't want to just, 20 bucks, like, really? Uh, and I was like, oh, I was like arguing with myself. But then you're just like, I'm just going to do it. I'll just give them the 20 bucks. And then I, I, I gave her the $20 and she burst out crying and she said that morning she had prayed and said, God, I don't have any money for gas. I'm going to go to church, but then I don't know how I'm going to get to work the rest of the week. And I walked up and gave her 20 bucks. That was back when $20 could do something to your tank. <laughs> Not now. I put in $20 yesterday. My husband said, well, at least we'll make it home now. <laughs> but, um, you know, you, those moments where you're like, whoa, that was like such a co coincidence, right? You're like, you bumped into somebody, you did something, and you're like, and then you see God in the moment, and you're like, oh, man, was that like a total coincidence? Well, the title of my sermon today is God's Coincidences, okay? But really, there's no such thing. There's no such thing as a God coincidence. What it is, is a divine appointment. It was a divine appointment. See, the scripture is full of, thing, full of places that tell us that God's got good things for us to do, that he's already planned good things. But see, so many people don't even believe that God's good. Never mind that he's got good things for them to do that he's already got a divine plan that he really wants them to walk in. Of course, it's always our choice whether we follow it, him or not, whether we follow his leading or not. But there's definitely tons of places in the scripture that tell us what he's got prepared for us. We'll put up 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9 for me, please, guys. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9 and 10, and we'll read it off the screen. It says, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and no, what no human mind has conceived. The things God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. See, he's saying he's got amazing things. You can't even comprehend how awesome the things he's got planned for you are. One more scripture up here, Ephesians 2 verse 10. And it says this, For we are God's masterpiece. You know, when an artist creates a work, there's plenty of work that an artist does in his life, but usually he only has one masterpiece that's recognized as that artist's masterpiece. It's his best work. It's his work he is most proud of. That's what God says about us. We are his masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Say, God's got good things for me to do. So today's message is going to be a little bit different. Can you open this for me, Brian? Today's message is going to be a little bit different. 
So I don't want you to panic when a person has the microphone for longer than you think they should have it. It's all part of the plan, okay? Today we're going to take you on a journey because a lot of the times God does things or you're, you're part of, you, you know, you maybe talk to somebody and you don't know the impact it has in that person. We always say that in God's kingdom, one little thing has a ripple effect. You gave in the offering or you gave that person $20 or you called that person or you invited them to church one time and you think to yourself, ah, oh, what does my life even really count for? What, is it, what does it really matter? Do I, am I even having an impact? So today I just want to have a chance to show you something we don't always get to see. We're going to tell you a little story. So I'll have my first guest come up. Shana, please come on up to the stage. Give her a nice round of applause. So Shana, why don't you go ahead and stand over here and start with your journey. I've been up here before, so I know some of you know a little bit of my story, but um, for those of you that don't, um, I used to be a drug addict. Uh, when I was in my 20s, I um, just made some really bad choices, started hanging around people that I had really no business being around, and um, you know, it didn't end well for me. I ended up addicted to drugs. I lost literally everything I had worked for my whole entire life. Um, and so, um, in, and this might sound crazy to some people, but, you know, I know it's real. When I was in my addiction, when you're on drugs, like, you become very sensitive to the demonic realm. And so I, you know, when I was high, um, and even sometimes when I wasn't, like, just because it got so bad, I would hear voices and see things um, that were so evil, and it wasn't really there, and it just kept me, like, in this um, perpetual state of, like, fear and panic. And so... Um, and you know, like on top of that, even though it was like the result of my own doing, I still like desperately, like I had three little girls and I desperately just like grieved having them, um, in my life, but I just like, couldn't seem to get it, you know? Um, but I did because of my kids, um, I, you know, God, I had this desire to get better. I never like just accepted that my fate was to dry, die, you know, a drug addict on the street. Um, I always tried to get better. I was never like really comfortable out there. And so um, I would always, I would go to rehab after rehab and um, try to get better. And then I'd relapse and repeat. And um, I remember at one of the detoxes I went to, I, uh, it, it wasn't a faith-based detox, just a regular one. And I was there and uh, I had a counselor there and he opened up the word of God with me. And um, I remember it very clearly. I was sitting there and I had, I was reading out of Ezekiel and I had it open and I was reading it to my counselor and it was like the presence of God just hit me in that moment. And um, like every word I read, it just like cut me straight to my heart. And I just had tears, you know, rolling down my face, and I didn't really understand why, but I could just feel the presence of God. I could feel his love. Uh, even my counselor was, like, crying, and, you know, he's a grown man, and so it was like he could feel it, too, and it was just, like, this profound moment in my life. Um, but, you know, despite that, I still went back into my addiction, and... Um, but every time I would go back out and relapse, like the torment, the demonic torment would get worse and worse and worse. And so I finally like couldn't take it anymore. I came to like completely to the end of myself. And it was in that moment that God met me uh, right where I was at. And he gave me this uh, moment of clarity. Um, 
you know, and I feel like there may be some people here that, you know, there's a lot of us right now that have people stuck in addiction in our lives, and you feel like you're praying and praying and nothing is happening, but I just want to encourage you to keep praying. Hear me, keep praying, because God is faithful. Like, a moment of clarity dead in my addiction, that's a miracle. That's supernatural. Um, And so... Yeah, I had this moment of clarity, and I just completely surrendered everything um, to God. And um, I ended up, you know, because of the experience that I had in the detox, I knew that if I was going to get clean, I had to get clean with the Word of God. And so I committed um, a year to this Christian faith-based recovery home. um, And, man, when I walked in that door, I just completely like immersed myself in the word of God and I fell in love with Jesus and everything in my life changed. God just, you know, restored everything that I had lost and then some. And, um, during one of the morning devotionals, we would meet as a group in the morning and, you know, read out of the word. And I was sharing on, um, how much I love the Bible because I did, like I would wake up at four o'clock in the morning when I could be by myself and go outside and read the word. And I just loved it. And so I was talking about that. And, um, mama Carol, who was the leader of the home, she, I remember when I was sharing that, she looked at me and she pointed at me and she said, Bible college like that. And I just like, Oh, and you know, I felt like it was like significant enough to write down. I remember writing like on such and just such date, mama Carol said, Bible college, and I, like, wrote it in my Bible. Weird. Um, So fast forward, you know, a few years. um, I was with my friend Lindsay here. Um, She was, like, a mentor to me in my recovery and ended up, you know, becoming one of my very best friends. And um, she was, it was during summer, we were at the pool at her dad's house, and uh, she was telling me about the Bible college she was going to. Wait, Lindsay, stand so they know which Lindsay she's talking about. It's Lindsay. (laughs) So she was going to Bible, our Bible college yeah. a few years later. Okay, yeah, at the Promise Church. And so she was telling me about it. And, like, I remember immediately, like, remembering what Mama Carol had said to me about Bible college. And I just, I just knew, like, it was something I wanted to do. So I signed up for Bible college and, um, and you know, started – I live in Alpine, so it's, like, 45 minutes away. But pretty, you know, quickly I fell in love with a family here. And so – um, despite, you know, the distance, I made this my church home, and, um, you know, I started coming regularly. Um, but one thing is when I started coming to this church, like everything on, you know, the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, um, that was kind of foreign to me. Like, I had heard about it, but um, I guess never really gave it much thought. And so, um, you know, I think, and I was skeptical, too, like I think most people are um, when they first, you know, when it's new to them. But, um, but anyhow, so, uh, so I, so in my first semester of Bible college, um, we have, we teach this on the Holy Spirit, like 10 lectures on the Holy Spirit yeah. and who he is and the baptism in the Holy Spirit. So. Yes. And then there's also a required book that we have to read called the God, um, I never knew. And it's on the Holy Spirit and every single question that I had, um, I feel like was answered in that book. Um, and you know, that coupled along with everything we were learning in the first semester of Bible college, um, I just like became completely convinced that, um, the baptism of the Holy Spirit was a real thing and I wanted it. And so, uh, during P3, which is like our worship night here, um, I came and Pastor Cindy prayed for me to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I did with the evidence of speaking in tongues, which is also, you know, referred to as our prayer language. And so, um, and you know, like I received the Holy Spirit that night and I remember like that night I had some really crazy dreams, but 
like I didn't feel like I was one person the day before and then I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and I was a different person the day after like it didn't happen like that but things in my life started to shift like my perspective on things started to shift the way I saw people started to shift and um like I just feel like like there was like a fire lit under me and so um that I can you know trace back to that day but um besides that like with my prayer language I feel like I like after that I started to kind of question it because I know when Cindy prayed for me it kind of just like came naturally but um after that like practicing in my car whatever I just I don't know I just started like I was like I don't know like you know you start doubting yourself and so that's the enemy um but I remember uh this one day, I'll never forget, Pastor Jackie, she had been ill for quite some time, so she hadn't been to church in, I think, like a couple years, and um, I had never met her before, and it was such an exciting day because she was coming back to church for the first time, and she was coming in that door, and everybody stood up and was clapping, and like there wasn't a dry eye in the house, and it was such an emotional experience, Um, but she had, the Lord had told her to pray for healing that day. And so I remember after the sermon, she came and sat here and um, she started praying for the sick. And I was sitting, standing right over here. And as she started praying, um, like my whole entire body just started to tremble, um, like from the inside out. I'd never felt anything like this before. And I was literally like stuck to the floor. I was stuck to the floor and I but I was standing up and as she was praying I don't know just like tongues just started like the language just started flying like flowing out of my mouth and I had never experienced anything like that before and it was like in that moment that I was like okay this is real this is real um, and I just, and I just knew. It's the Holy Spirit in you recognizing the anointing, the Spirit of God in somebody else. It's just that natural, that's the anointing. It just recognizes the truth, and that's what was happening. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if anybody else had felt it, but I remember, like, looking at Jose after, and he was like, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'll never forget that day. Um, but... Uh, I had had it on my heart um, to start leading a Bible study at the rehab that I had went through, the Christian Recovery Home. And so that same service afterwards, I had Pastor Henry and Pastor Jackie uh, prayed for me, um, and they blessed, they they just prayed for me for, like, wisdom beyond my years, and they blessed uh, the Bible study. Um, because, you know, I was in my first year of Bible college, but it's still, like, new. So, you know, they prayed over me, which um, I definitely felt a shift that day, but also... I really, like, it was just, it's the Holy Spirit, because when I started lead the Bible study, um, I wanted to write my own Bible studies, because I had been through the program, you know, like, I know what it's like to sit in a study where they're so just... So just to be clear, she's going back now to the sober home that oh, she yeah. was at for a year. She wants to go back there. She put, God put it on her heart to go back and lead a Bible study there. So that's what this, where she's getting this preparation for, just because you kind of ran over that. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I wanted to go back and lead the Bible study there, and so, um, when I, but I wanted to write my own Bible studies, because when I had been there, um, I didn't want to just sit in, like, I didn't want people to sit in a Bible study, you know, reading out of the book, and check the box, like, went to Bible study that day, like, I wanted it to have an impact, so, 
So from, you know, when I started to write Bible studies, I w- it, was, it was really crazy. Like, it would be like this uh, supernatural download that I would get. Um, as I started to, like, type them out, I would just, like, hear so clearly from God, like, the outline and everything. And even when I'm getting ready, doing my makeup in the morning or running at the gym, I would just hear things like God would speak to me. And I was like, oh, I got I to gotta put that in my study. I got to put that in my study. And so just very clearly at that time, like, I started hearing from God and, um, it was amazing. Um, so, so yes, I started leading Bible study there, and I felt it on my heart really strongly to invite Pastor Cindy to come up because um, I wanted her to speak to the ladies there because she had such a you know an impact on my life. And so, I invited you. Yeah. So yeah. So she approached me to come up one Wednesday night to go and speak for the ladies at the sober home. And um, so I, I was like, yes, of course, I'd love to go. So we picked a date and I, you know, spent some time praying and preparing and prepared a, I prepared a little sermon for them. And, um, you know, but for me, whenever I go somewhere, I just really want people to encounter God. Same thing she just said. I don't want them just to hear a little message and be like, oh, thanks for coming. I feel a little encouraged and walk out the door, you know. I wanted them to encounter the presence of God. So, you know, I'm praying in the Spirit out there. I've been praying the Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm you know, walking into this. But I, I know nothing. She's told me nothing about anything of the situation. So we walk in and we walk in. Tell them what you, what, why, you, you know. Well, what to... so I was getting really nervous because I knew that... The whole, like, Holy Spirit speaking in tongues, it was not really accepted there. And so I kept being like, mm, should I tell Cindy? Should I tell her? But I just kept, I just, like, very clearly, like, the Holy Spirit was like, stay out of it, stay out of it. So I'm like, okay, okay, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. So we walk into this facility where all the ladies are in the living room. And, there, and Shana goes like this. She goes, there's a chair right there. So I walk over to the chair, and she walks away from me and sits down on the chair. I was nervous. Like, she just walks down, sits down, no introduction, no, no anything. Yeah, yeah, give me the mic and go sit down, just like you did before. <laughs> just like she did right now. She just goes and sits down, and I'm staring at a room full of ladies. I don't know who is part of the program and who's running the program, okay? So I know nothing at this point. I'm like, this is awesome. Great time. So, you know, and she's like, sit down in the chair. So I like sit down in the chair, and, you know, I open my notes. And first of all, I, I don't do well sitting and, and speaking, you know. It's just like not how I am. But so I sit down, and I, I kind of go through the sermon, and I realize that I've, I've gone through it like in 15 minutes. And I just feel, and if you've ever spoken at a Bible study or anything, if you've ever feel like it's just not received, or it's just like, eh. And I was like, Okay. I was like, all right, Holy Spirit, what do I do now? And I just heard stand up, you know? And I was like, yeah, stand up. I'm standing up. And I was like, forget this. I'm not going home like this. This is not what I came for. And I just stood up and I was like, all right. So let's, uh, Holy Spirit wants to talk to some people today and wants to minister to you today. So let's see. I think we might need to cast off demons of some people. We might need to set some people free. Remember, I don't know nothing that these people don't believe in the Holy Spirit, Okay. <laughs> So I'm just like, all right, you know, we're going to minister some people. And the first lady stood up and I start, and I was like, what do you need to pray for? She says that I start praying in tongues right on the spot. And then I just start praying over her, casting stuff off, prophesying over her. Turns out at the end of the day, this lady can kind of speak in tongues too. So I get her speaking in tongues again, you know, and then the next person, anybody else want to stand up? Now everybody's like, <laughs> they're not sure. I was, I was like, I'll just get you in your seat. You can just stay seated. That's all right. Um, and so, you know, I pray for a few more ladies, and then there's this one lady to my right sitting in the couch, 
And she was like, as, she was pushing herself so far into the couch. Like I was thinking, lady, you're not going to go, you're going to go through the couch in a minute here. Okay. <laughs> Trying to get away from me, you know? So I finally like, you know, we're just going to kind of close this meeting down. And if anybody else wants prayer, wants to receive the Holy Spirit, I just, you know, I want you to stand up. So the lady that's now sucked in the couch decides to stand up. So Candace, where are you? Candace, come up here. So, hi. hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So, so yeah. you have to hold the microphone. Okay, hi. Over here. So, you can, um, so tell us from your side. Um, so, yeah, she, she gets there, and um, it was, you know, just this generic talk, and um, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, okay, okay, and all of a sudden, she stands up, and when she stands up, um, it was remarkable. Uh, a little bit, um, I'm, I, I'm a drug addict for 25 years. Six years of my run, I was in the riverbed of San Diego, homeless, and um, in and out of um, jail, and I was that person that made fun of Jesus freaks. I didn't believe at all, um, at all, in any way, shape, or form, and in his steps, um, I, I, and I was introduced to the divinity of Christ, and um, so um, I'm, I'm front row seat here in Bible study, but um, I was interested, but um, she stood up and um, the presence, it was, dude, look at me, I'm shaking. Um, and I'm, I, I didn't understand it. We didn't, we weren't taught about the, the Holy Spirit being um, the third Godhead. We weren't taught this part. And, um, but um, it was kind of freaking me out, you know, and, um, but um, I was at the stage of more. And um, when I stood up, I said, I don't know about all this stuff, but if you can give me more, I want more. Because that's what I always say, you know, there's more. If you want more, there's more. And that's what she stood up and she said, there's more. And of course, with me that day was Shana and Lindsay, both of them uh, uh, over there. And so I just said, you know, just come stand near her, but don't touch her because I I want God to have have an encounter with her. And uh, so, you know, I, I begin to pray for her that God would, you know, anoint, anoint her and fill her Holy Spirit with your baptism. Uh, and as I begin to pray, the, I mean, the presence of God, the power of God gets, hits her. Like, I'm talking about hits her, okay? Heart. And now usually when, when I'm Heart. praying for somebody, if you've ever heard me pray for somebody to receive the Holy Spirit, I'll say the prayer this, pray for them, and then I'll say, take a deep breath, let's pray in the Spirit, because I want them to get their prayer language flowing, right? So I'm praying. <laughs> I, I, I do this to her. She's like this. <laughs> I was. I was. I mean, I totally she's was. drunk. She is hit with drunk the power with of God. It. She's hit so hard. She can't get a word out, people. I mean, and Shana and Lindsay are there with me, and we're like, and she's just like, Whoa. <laughs> I was, I, she was like, okay, now we got to start. I was like, no, whoa, this is good stuff. <laughs> I mean, shaking. I got hit with a nine volt battery standing there. And you know, and I'm a, I was, I was totally obsessed with facade and image. And I had to be strong and brave and tough. And there was people standing around and I was, you know, I was going to be a tough girl. And man, I, I, all of it was gone in that minute. I'm shaking and crying and trembling. And she's like, okay, let's try to speak. And I'm like, no, whoa, yeah, whoa. Seriously. <laughs> no. I'm talking 20 minutes, people. 20, yeah. 20 <laughs> minutes. And she's like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> 
<laughs> Say sign one, seriously. It's good stuff. It's just like, I, nobody's ever told her what to do. I had no okay? idea what to Nobody expect. Nobody said, oh, you could be drunk in the spirit. You could no. be high on God. I was, yeah, the tears are just pouring, and I'm like, that was unreal, which it had to be for me. Yeah. You know? You were telling me about how it was the, high, the best euphoria you've yes, ever thought in your life. Yes, it was the highest high. I was, I, you know, I mean, I was a drug addict for 25 years. I sought out the ultimate high, and in that moment, it was the highest I had ever been in my entire life. You know, and that's how God our Father works. It had to be. It had to be. It had to be for God me. had to show how real he was. You, you know, know? How and it really was. Is. It was the ultimate. I mean, like, I, I was like, I, I can't leave this spot. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it, it literally like, took us about 20 minutes because right? we were getting, we were so in the, in the presence of God, too, all three of us. We were just like, you know, just this presence was, of God was so powerful and so strong. And like finally, towards like the end of the 20 minutes, uh, Holy Spirit just said, like speaking to me, just like quiet yourself. And I just began to speak to her in a way that I've never spoken in my heavenly language. It was like the Holy Spirit was speaking in a conversation. And I just quieted myself right down and I spoke and she spoke back. And, and then I spoke and she spoke back. I've never in my life experienced that except like this. And the way she spoke, her spirit was speaking. Yes. To, my, to the Holy Spirit in me, and, and the Holy Spirit was speaking to her spirit. It was this phenomenal moment. It really was. You know, there, the people were watching us, and um, my brain was telling me, you, this, you just, you're, you're about to look, you can't look stupid, you know, and I didn't want to look stupid, and um, I had to step into the Jordan. I had to risk in that moment just opening my mouth and making a noise and looking stupid, mm. because the truth was, is it you know, you're, you're talking like a child. It feels like you're talking like a child. And, you know, I was the bad girl, you know, I was the tough broad and I had to look stupid. And as soon as I stepped into the Jordan, it parted and the words just started to flow. And what I later learned was my inner man so responded to hers. And there was a conversational flow Mm -hmm. that took place. Mm -hmm. And, um, and tell them what you were reading that, that morning. This, so we finished this whole moment. Now we're standing, we're like all in high in God's presence. And she says, I got to tell you what I was reading this morning in my devotional. And I, so I was out in the backyard and I was reading Acts 2. And, and, and um, for those that don't know Acts 2, it's talking about the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit fell. And um, the, and I, this the property is um, um, right next to a horse ranch on acres of land out in Ramona, and I'm on a lawn chair out back, just feeling the breeze and the sun, and I'm reading Acts, and I'm like, and I had to put the Bible down in my lap, and I look up, and I'm like, man, that would have been rad. You know, like seriously, God, to have been back there in the tongues of fire and hitting everybody. And I'm like, man, that would have been so cool to have been a part of that, Father. Too bad that doesn't happen today. And then that <laughs> night. <laughs> that night, she, she's like, you wanted it. I'm like, yes, I did. <laughs> so then um, I leave and I tell her, look, I'm going to send you a book called The God I Never Knew so you can he- know more about the Holy Spirit. And, of course, we leave and we encourage her to see her. She's still got to finish the program out there. So tell us what happens after I, I leave. What-, what did they say? So the very next day, um, I'm told that what I experienced was demonic. 
And um, so the confusion, it was so real and so beautiful and such that the ultimate, I searched for that bliss, that euphoria that I found in this moment. And you're they telling- try to cast it off her. Oh, yeah. I was in healing prayers that week. And they were, you know, and it made sense. You know, this place that, you know, and there, this is a good place. Don't, I'm not trying to knock to them. They, they believe in what they're doing. They have reformed many lives, mine. Yes. You yes, know, I did it wrong. And we appreciate yes, their work. I, we it, love their work. You know, We've got ladies that came out of this. So yes, we're not saying that. We're just saying. Just uh, the confusion for me was. Doctrine confusion. So. Was this real? You know, was, was, and, you know, and, the, and they were able to back it up with doctrine and what I wasn't, what I was experiencing wasn't real. And it was very unsettling. And then about a week later arrives this package from Cindy, Pastor Cindy, and I ate this book up. And it changed everything. And I knew every point, every single point that the, they addressed, not just them, and in, in, in casting off this demon was the, the questions that I had. Every single one of them, and I knew. I, and, in, you know, and it wasn't something that I shared with everybody there at all, but I started to get sold out. I got sold out for what, what I had experienced. Yeah. So um, if you're wondering, I do do Bible studies. I don't often get invited back twice. She didn't. <laughs> they were like, she, she's not coming back. No. So, uh, so then you go on and you finish the program. I, I finished you the program. You graduate the program and then you Well, uh, throughout, the, there was about six more months and Shana continually invited me to the promise and sent me some of the clips and, yeah, Okay. And then um, I'm graduating the program, and um, I'm, I got a job interview for a sober living home about five minutes away on a Sunday for my job interview at, like, 1230. And I'm like, hmm. So I decide that this is an opportunity for me to experience the promised church. And um, I walk through the door, and that same... Wait, first of all, your GPS oh, yes. circles. Dude, okay, so my Jeep, my, my GP, I was going to be, I was about 10 minutes late, because my GPS had me going in circles all around this place, and, you know, and I started getting mad, and then I was able to correlate in that moment. See, when I was on the streets, um, if the, the community... Um, of parasites was trying to keep me from a person, place, thing, or situation. It was because it was for my benefit. And, um, and they didn't want me to get there so that I could achieve something good. And, um, and in that moment, the spirit revealed to me that there was something really good that the, the enemy was trying to keep me from. And, um, I was like, yeah, with this, you know, so I just kept going and I found it and I got here. And when I walked through, the moment I walked through that same presence that she brought with her at, to, to the rehab was heavy in here. And I knew I had walked into home. I knew that I had found home. And so I go to um, the job interview, and I got it immediately. It was the sober living home. And, um, and I knew this was going to be my home church. So... Um, the woman who runs the sober living home is a Buddhist and, um, I'm telling her about, you know, my, my faith, my walk, you know, and she proceeds to say, well, we'll go church shop. I'll go with you. I'm like, well, come to the promise with me. She's like, okay. Cause like 25 years ago, I went to this one church this one time and I still coin one of the, the phrases that this pastor used, um, 25 years later. That's the lady saying this. This is her. the lady that was the, that ran the sober living home. 
so we come in here and me and Shana and her sitting here and um, she's amazed at the, the music and she's like, this is really good. And then all of a sudden, um, Apostle Henry comes up here and she looks at me and Shana, she goes, how did you do that? <laughs> what are you talking about, lady? She's like, that's him. I said, what? She goes, that's the guy 25 years ago. <laughs> We're like, no way. No way. If you don't know, uh, we had a church prior. It was called Harvest for Christ. It eventually closed down, but it was many years ago. And <clears throat> that lady had been in one of the services with Pastor Henry and now comes in this church with her. 25 years later, still talking about that one service, <laughs> that one time, and that one guy. So, so she's like, okay, so this is great confirmation, and that's the, also the week we were talking about Bible College, right? Yes, um, Bible College was presented, um, and um, immediately I knew. I knew that, you know, I wanted more. You know, I, I've got to get more of this. And um, all the doors opened. I got a scholarship, and um, I start Bible College. Yes, and then a few months later, now you move uh, back in the, with yes. two ladies in Ramona. Yes, I moved back to Ramona, um, and it was actually about six weeks. This was, you know, holy and unholy, don't mix. And um, so I go back to, um, I, and I don't know these people, okay? It was from the recovery home where I knew at this point that I needed a Christian-filled environment. I needed spirit women. And... Um, so I make a phone call that, and I meet these women, these two, it's a mother and a daughter-in-law. Both of them have lost their husbands and they live together, um, in this beautiful home. And, um, so I go there and they're so good to me and there's an office in the house and they say, um, and, and I come to Bible college and everybody's got these fancy little three ring binders. And, um, I'm like, well, I got to get a three ring binder now. And they were like, well, we have an office, go help yourself. And, um, so, and then I meant to bring it, but I forgot it. Um, but I go, but I brought it to Bible yeah, study. I showed them, I showed everybody. Um, so I go into the office and, um, there's this big three ring binder. I'm like, that's perfect. So I pull it out and, um, the paperwork in it is that aged yellow. And, um, I open it up and I see what's written on there. And I say, no way. Harvest for Christ. Bible College, Jackie and Henry, the very first 1991. year. 1991. And in that moment, I was like, how many signs do you need, Candace? <laughs> you know, like seriously. So that story gets even crazier. I'm just going to abbreviate it for her. The husband, the passed away, had gone to our Bible College. Then they moved to Ramona, and for years, he did outreaches on the street, help feeding the homeless, feeding the drug addicts. She was one of the people that he used to fe yes. feed and have conversations with because she had a different name on the streets that they called her. Mm -hmm. And he had spoken to his wife about her using her My other name. name. And so I... Didn't know these years later. Now she moves in with the mother and the daughter... Yep. Of, and her husband had ministered to her on the streets yep. all those years. Gave me clothes and fed me while I was on the streets. And, like, and when I found this, I approached her. And I'm like, okay, where are the candid cameras? You know? <laughs> and she goes, you knew my husband? And I said, did he go to this church? Did he go to? And he was like, yes. And um, I said something. And I referred to my street name. And she goes, you're a gypsy? 
I was like, not anymore. <laughs> she, she goes, he talked about you. You know? Come yeah, on. Right? right? Come on, Jesus. So, yeah. This is, it's, it's, Come on. Yeah. So, I, I'm in Bible college, and um, <sighs> changed everything. It taught me the authority that I walk in. It taught me my, um, my words, um, power in our words of life and death, blessings and curses, when to speak, how to speak, and who to speak to. And, um, but it also trained me to hear that still small voice clearly. Yes. Because that's one of the, the one of the many things we teach, but it's teaching on how to hear the Holy Spirit in your life. What does that look like? A God nudge, or when uh, a word of wisdom, or a word of knowledge, or when the Holy Spirit speaks to you to go do something, nudges you. And there's a scripture. We'll put the scripture up for them uh, on the screen where it talks about God. God is leading us, guys. I'm waiting for you. Thank you. Romans eight verse fourteen. I don't have no, my notes. Romans eight verse fourteen, and it says, "For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God." This is something we should be expecting. So we teach you in Bible college to be listening, listening for the, for the leading of the Holy Spirit, listening to, to God because he wants to impact other people's lives around you. It's not just about you. It's about others. So we're, you're at the gym. Yeah, yes, um, I'm at the gym. Now, I've been married almost 21 years. 15 years, we were um, active drug addicts. The last six years was on the streets. And then there was a two year where we didn't speak at all. And, you hadn't uh, even seen him in I a had year ex- and a half. I, have not, I had not seen my husband for approximately a year and a half. Um, and I um, hadn't talked to him for about a year and a half. And um, he was still in the riverbed. And um, so I'm, I'm now working at a job, Stater Brothers. And um, I was just getting ready to get on the elliptical. And um, the spirit whispers to me, you need to go get your husband. What? I don't even know where he's at. You know, and then let me tell you, it's not like driving over to somebody's house when somebody lives on the streets in the riverbed. You can spend days looking for somebody and never find them. Like, I don't even know where he's at. He said, get in the car and go. From Ramona, an hour away to the riverbed of San Diego. Okay, you're the boss. And um, went to a bridge I've never been before. First stop, he said, here. I said, this one? Okay. I get out, first tent, first spot, first person. I look down and I see my husband. And I said, you don't look so good. No, let me stop for a minute. Because... um, Explain how bad he looked before you said that. I went with um, the Madison. Madison. A week prior to this, now nobody here really knows me at this point in time as far as my, 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 my aches, my pains, my wants, my desires. I don't do the altar calls. I'm still, you know... And there was an altar call with prayer. And I came up and um, I said, okay, I'm, you know, I'm struggling with the divorce thing. And I'm like, what do I do? And I said, my, I, just, my, my, I need prayer. My marriage needs prayer. Now, these people not knowing me took a risk on what they said next. Because she said, you need to watch your words. I said, excuse me? She, she said, you need to watch the way you talk to him. I said, you don't know him. And she said... Speak to him as if he's already stepped into the role of the man that you've been praying for. Okay. Okay, I don't know what to do with that. So when I see him, immediately my flesh wars up because he looked like death. He really did. He looked like death. And um, 
His leg. Her, her, yeah. Well, yeah. His leg. He was. He, he was. His leg was swollen. He was. He. You know. IV drug user. You know. Um, infections. Cysts. Or um, abscesses. And her words speak to him with softness and softness and kindness. I said, "You don't look so good. Do you want to go get? Do you want to go to the hospital?" And he said, "Yes." So I get him to the, which is crazy in itself because you don't get drug addicts out of their drugs. So we get to the emergency room and he had a temperature of 103 and doctor, he was septic and doctor said one more hour, he would have been dead. One more hour and he would have been dead. One more hour on the streets, he would have been dead. And um, they said they were admitting him and I said, so I'm good now. (laughs) He's yours, I'm done. And um, so I go back. And about a week later, they call me and they say, well, we're, he's, we're releasing him. I said, okay, go, go. He's, he knows the streets. Let him go. And um, I'm at the gym again. And he says again, go get your husband. <laughs> you saw the way he looked the last time, right? And um, so I went and got him. And, um, and same thing, same, same exact situation, you know. And you're never at the same spot. And I went and found him again. And um, I said, are you, are you ready to be done with this? And he said, yeah, I am. And um, we, tried, we made a couple phone calls to get him into a medical detox, and there was none available. And I heard the spirit again say, go get a hotel room, and we're going to do this. And I was like, there's no way. A heroin addict for 15 years, the last six years, he's been on fentanyl. Do you have any idea what this is going to happen? What's, what's about to happen? There's no way this is going to happen. And he said, you need to take him into a hotel room, and you need to get him clean and, um, and, and, and speak in that prayer language you've learned about. And, um, and I did. Tell him what, what you said to him when you got to the hotel room. Um, if this is going to work, you have to surrender. Our, our entire lives, we've never surrendered. That was a four-letter word to us. And I said, if this is going to work, you have to surrender to Jesus. You have to surrender here and now. And he said, okay. And he, I lifted up his hands. And he said, you win. I give up. And I got this amazing opportunity to watch a war I saw with my own two eyes a war take place for the next nine days um, and victory. I got to watch victory. And for those nine days, I spoke in my prayer language over him. I watched the demons flee. And I watched a new man rise up. Because what, what's happening, if, if you're not familiar with the, the way the spirit world works, that we give permission. You give your will over, you allow the demonic into your life. And what was happening in that moment is he had given the enemy permission to be in his life. He had given permission to the devil. He was in the devil's kingdom. The devil had rights to him. So now she says, no, you need to step over into the kingdom of light. And he says, yes, the war begins because the devil's not going to let you go that easy. 
That's no. his child. But see, what she had learned in Bible college was the authority that you have in the yes. name of Jesus yes. and who you mm. are yep. in the name of Jesus yep. and how you walk yep. in the authority yep. and the power of God. Yep. And that when you pray in tongues, you're releasing the supernatural into the natural yep. to take care of what's happening. So as she began to pray, she literally saw demons leaving off him. Yep. Yes, it was a fight. It was more of a retreat for them. Amen. But it was the power of God coming into that room. Was it a nine days of difficultness? But she Ooh. stood her ground. <laughs> she stood her ground. Okay? And that's how you get the victory. You've got to know who you are and know how to pray. That little person that just got saved in that home without the, pres- without the power of God, without the knowledge of who she had, would never have been able to do this. No. You understand how one decision, being able to hear God's voice, saved his life the first time. Being able one hour difference to save his life, hearing God's voice. How important is it that you can hear his voice and are trained how to hear his voice? So nine days later, so then you're able to then get him into a sober home. Yes. So where are we now? Ladies and gentlemen, six months clean. My husband, Aaron Barrett. Come on, Jesus! Come on! Woo! So good, man. So proud of you. So proud of you. So proud of you, my friend. So proud of you. So proud of you. And Lindsay, Lindsay was you the one who started it all. Come on down here. You can see the whole, all the journey. Come on. Woo! Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Can you go back to your seats? Isn't that, come on. <laughs> Oh, we might need to pass the Kleenex boxes around because, right, right, how good is God? Come on! What I wanted to do with today's message is I wanted to encourage you because so many times you think, well, all I did was invite them to Bible college. All I did was drive them to church that one time. All I did was pick up the phone and encourage them that, that, God is, that God's got them, that they're helping them. All I did was give that person 20 bucks. And sometimes the enemy can say, your, your life isn't even counting for anything. You're not doing anything for the Lord. You're not following him. You're not even, your life doesn't count. But you don't always get to see it until you see the pieces put together. And how phenomenal is God? He's always working. So I encourage you, yes, Keep doing those little things. Listen for the leading of, of God's voice. Tune your ear in every day. If you hear that little nudge, oh, go do this. Don't brush it off. Somebody's life could literally hang in the balance. Come to Bible college. Learn who you are. This wasn't a plug for Bible college. It just so happened that way. But it's like know who you are in Christ because somebody's else life could depend on whether you are who you are supposed to be. Thank you, Jesus. Let's give God praise. We love you, Lord. God is good. Woo! Come on. Oh, I'm so excited to share this. I've been bursting in the seams. It's just so, oh, 
It's just, you know, and I know there's other stories in here like that. People, this happened, this person came because of this person. And I just wanted to encourage you, God is on the move. If you've got people that are friends that are drug addicts, like she said, or whatever it might be, keep praying. You don't know God is moving. He is bigger. He does do the impossible. It is possible. Look at the testimonies that we're seeing today. All right, so let's just, uh, let's just go ahead and stand with me right now. Uh, I'm going to be shutting the service down. I'm going to have my ministry team come forward because if you've been sitting here we, as we shut the service, if you're sitting here, maybe you need to rededicate your life to the Lord, then this is a time for you to come and do that. Come talk to one of them. Just say, I need to get straight with the Lord. I need to get right. But we've also talked a lot about the baptism in the Holy Spirit, that there's the evidence of speaking in tongues. And when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, that's just one of the things. You're also filled with the gifts of the Holy Spirit that gives you the words of wisdom, words of knowledge, being able to be led, the miraculous flowing through you. All of that is part and parcel of that baptism. It's just another step. So they'll pray with you. You'll receive just like you heard all of them receive. So, Or if you need healing, you need prayer for anything. Maybe you need somebody to stand with you you for a family member what's good what you're going through then that's what I want you to come do during this ministry time all right thank you so much for coming out guys share these testimonies encourage other people and we'll see you on Wednesday at p3 and there's cake outside